0: Empower Radio presents The Miracle of Healing with Lisa Campion. Meet healers, learn different modalities, and hear empowering stories of people on their healing journey. The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Lisa Campion.
1: Hello, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio, where we come together to discuss all kinds of healing, and that's something the world needs a lot of these days so if you're new to my show welcome so glad to have you here and if you've been journeying with us for a while welcome back so wow we're going to talk about such a beautiful and and timely and important topic tonight uh how do we heal through grief i mean grief is as old as as there's been humans on the planet we've been losing and grieving and can really grip us in Unexpected ways it can hit, hit you while it's happening and linger for a long time after, uh, you know whatever event sparked the grief, and then anything can. Grief isn't just really about somebody that died, although it is often a lot of the, about that. It can be things like divorce, loss, addiction, a health diagnosis, mental health challenges, or a pandemic. Right, so this leads us to those really crushing hard to manage feelings that we happen now more than ever i think we're going everyone's going through grief everyone that i'm talking to talking to is dealing with it so thankfully we have people like yoga teacher and author paul denniston who is going to talk to us about how we can use some of the principles of yoga to help us process our grief in healthy ways and paul is the founder of something called grief yoga which uses yoga movement breath and sound to release pain and suffering and help us reconnect back to ourselves so welcome to the show paul
0: thank you lisa for having me on
1: and uh thanks for your beautiful work wow this just feels like i don't know like super timely that you came up have you been doing grief yoga for a long time
0: i have i mean i created this practice and have been doing it for probably about eight to nine years Mm -hmm. and have been a yoga teacher for probably about 12 to 13 years
1: and what was it that that helped you decide you wanted to focus yoga practice on on grief what happened
0: I think I was I was going to yoga classes to just help deal with anxiety and that's how it brought me in there in the first place and also a way to maybe have a workout or have a balance but as I started to go deeper within just the practice and the work I was really recognizing I was actually going to yoga classes to help support and deal with grief and anger for myself I was ha- dealing with a lot of anticipatory grief I was dealing uh, the grief of the end of a relationship my sister who was battling cancer I was dealing with a lot of anticipatory loss towards her and um, I really became centered and present within yoga classes about how much I was holding on in my body Mm. and I was interested when I became a teacher I was really drawn to creating intentions within the practice. And I was like, you know what? What if I created an entire practice with the essence of how can we move with grief? How can we, um, because I think it's so normal for us to feel stuck when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're dealing with loss. And so I was trying to create a practice that was empowering to where we looked at the pain and the struggle and instead of running away from it or suppressing it, what if we could channel the pain in empowering ways that could help us to connect to more love more grace more gratitude
1: hmm so beautiful like i I remember it' was probably in my twenties when I took my first yoga class and I did it um you know pretty pretty regularly for a while there and I remember just crying in one of the yoga classes and like, like, like you can't stop crying. Like, it's not like I was like, not like the little tears trickling down, but like really like, ah," you know, Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, and it was through like some heart opening, the chest opening sequence, you know? And I remember being like super embarrassed, like, like that wasn't what was supposed to happen in a yoga class, you know, like everyone else was like, "Mm," you know, And and I was like, you know, crying like a little kid and, and um, my uh, yoga teacher who was really wise was like, use it as a teaching moment. like, that's awesome yoga. Like you know, like, like let let it flow and everything like that. And I, And that was sort of my first idea that that things that are present in yoga can kind of open us. And, and yet if we look at it, breath, you know, opening the energy centers, movement, all of those things have a huge potential to help us clear grief. <laughs>
0: and the heart of what yoga really is about is is about compassion and a lot of the times when we're experiencing loss we're literally disconnected from someone or something that we love and going back to even just what the meaning of what yoga is is yoga means union and finding that connection of the mind and the body to help lift the spirit and so, of course, emotions will start to come up. And I think it's normal for us to, to judge it or to be embarrassed by it. Um, but I also believe that, that grief is just really love, you know? And, and if I choose, if I can choose to not grieve in this lifetime, but then I choose to not love. So once I recognize that grief and love are a package deal, Is there a way to befriend myself within the sadness? And also, you know, they sometimes say that grief is love with nowhere to go. And I I actually believe that it's possible to move with it, to be with it. It it can help us to develop a a greater appreciation of life.
1: It's beautiful. I love that. And I, I mean, so much of us have had... You know, it's been a really challenging couple of years, and many of us have had losses, of all kinds. Um, tell us, tell me, tell us what you're seeing in your yoga practice now. Like, who's showing up for this kind of work?
0: Um, I I see people who are feeling literally disconnected. Sometimes they're feeling isolated. Uh, they're feeling lonely. I'm um, seeing a lot of anger and rage. Um, and uh I I I see a lot of pent up emotions and I witness how much people are are holding on to in their bodies. And so I'm I'm a big component how um, you know, emotion is just energy in motion. And f- for us to be able to uh release some of that pain and struggle is something that it's that's really needed. And also I just recognize that. People aren't, um, you know, there's a disconnection sometimes within their bodies. I think we're a lot of the times in our head and uh, our breath becomes shallow. Um, Sometimes I I hear a lot about people are like, I'm having a hard time breathing Mm -hmm. or um, my spine hurts. It's hard for me to move. And I think that, you know, when we suppress so much, it creates bitterness and dis-ease. So that movement is a... Is a powerful component we need to um, to to embrace.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love all of that. And can you talk a little bit about the connection between anger and grief? Because I'm not sure everyone fully understands that. I, it always surprises me, and I think grief should be like, what? you know. And then a lot of times, what comes up is is anger too. Like, can you, can you talk about? Yeah, that connection? I
0: I think that anger is sadness's bodyguard. And I believe that when we allow ourselves the space to allow the anger to move through, and some people are like, I'm not feeling angry. You can also identify it as fear. Um, fear is the source of what the anger is about. And so within the, within the practice that I guide people on, um, it, it goes through a cycle of compassionate transformation. Um, and within the second Part of this cycle is is it's about expression, and expression is about channeling anger, channeling pain, and channeling fear. Because in some ways, and and doing it in an empowering way that that is a healthy way. So we're not dumping the anger on the people that we care about. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of the times, what I recognize, and I'll just this is, I'm speaking for myself personally. The anger gets suppressed because I judge it or I'm scared of it. But then what happens is I become harder on myself than anybody else is. I think we're very cruel to ourselves within grief and within loss, and so it, it can also turn inward. Mm. So um, that that uh, if we approach it in a compassionate space to, uh, space to express it and to release it, it can help us to tap into the grief and the sadness
1: yeah that's that's so beautiful and i um you know i'm an energy medicine practitioner and a a psychic and um so i've been but i've been doing energy work on people for over 20 years now and what i notice is when we have a lot of anger and we cycle it in to ourselves we literally literally turn it in that can be the seeds of depression too like that can Try right we lose
0: you absolutely we lose hope and so when working with people and there are a lot of people who are definitely depressed right now and so um the work that i do specifically for that is is that let's tap into some of those feelings that that are hard to access and anger to be honest with you is a is a is a place that we can go to that can be powerful when directed in a healthy way and expressing it and releasing it so um yeah but i also you know it's interesting um for those who are depressed too i'll incorporate this this practice it's about emotional liberation instead of physical flexibility but even incorporating laughter exercises and techniques that will take anger or sadness And using it as a tool by using laughter to move it Mm -hmm. through, that's literally what we're doing. And and laughter can sometimes allow the free flow of emotions to move through. So, you know, it's interesting when I tell people to connect to an angry laugh, they they dig it. They love it. It's crazy. But it's (laughs) literally allowing the suppressed emotions to move through.
1: A good maniacal evil laugh. <laughs>
0: very good for your mental health, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs>
1: yeah, and I, I think most of us, especially sort of spiritual people, really hold back on the anger. Like we have ideas that it's not spirit spiritual to be angry, and yet I feel like it's because we we've learned really unhealthy eat patterns for expressing anger. Um, more than anything else, like we don't want to rage. We don't want to be violent, you know, so we don't, you know, we turn it inward. And and I just love I just love the practices that you have.
0: And- you know, my my daddy was a Baptist minister and we, we always were kind of taught. I, I was I come from Texas and my, my father had a church in Sugarland. So mm. I, my my daddy was a preacher in Sugarland. Um But I got to tell you, we judged anger and I saw him suppress it. And he felt like anger was supposed to be turned over to God. And there were mm-hmm. moments where I would see where it was like a boiling teapot and all of a sudden it would explode. It would scare him. It would scare the kids and stuff, too. Right. So I would do the same thing. I was bullied as a kid and then all of a sudden it would just explode and I would beat kids up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is dangerous. So I, I, I feel like as a spiritual man, as a spiritual person, that that there is a way for us to be angry and for us to move it through, you know, like my mom, she would judge sadness or anger. And I would tell her, I'm like, mom, Jesus wept. Jesus got angry. He was mad. Yeah, he was mad. And so it's just like, these are all part of the emotional experience. So instead of judging it, what if we just allowed it to be and move in in healthy ways?
1: Mm -hmm. It's great and your your book so I have a copy of your book it's really beautiful um, and I I love how you have like these um, you know there's pictures I that looks like you um, in me. there <laughs> like that, so the pictures are really easy to follow and um, you know come with kind of like a, a formula you can follow like why why do this practice what energy it's moving how to do it plus the pictures um, that picture
0: you just showed is the wood chopper, which is yeah. another way to release anger. It's literally like you are chopping a piece of wood and letting, you know, what are you trying to break up here? So, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, too, because some people have this idea of what yoga is about. And uh, I kind of like blended it all together to m- use movement, breath and sound to take intentions of specific ways to move. But but allow it to uh, channel pain to help to open the heart.
1: Right. So it's not what's in your book isn't like a series of traditional asanas or you know vinyasa kind of flowy stuff. It's more like um, like independent movements you can do. I like it's this one heart flow heart you know? flow and that's
0: literally you know i i these are flowing meditations to be honest with you because yes. that's a little bit about i think what these emotions are or grief is even about we want a sense of flow to happen and um so a lot of the postures it's not about holding a posture and breathing with it, it's actually about finding a way to move with it. Right. I have a you know I have a dance and choreography background and a movement background so mm-hmm. that comes into play a little bit.
1: I wondered about story. that because you threw some dance in there, which <laughs> I'm a big fan of i i'm a, I was also a dancer and a martial artist so i I was happy and I find dancing to be one of my most powerful ways to release emotion you know Absolutely. like like you know you put the music on. And you go like whatever um, to a lot like a free form kind of expression. And you have that as one of your exercises. And I was like, that's really works for me.
0: And one of the one of the things that is incorporated in this, that's I've also uh, a trained let your yoga dance teacher, which Mm -hmm. is really taking energy of the chakras and finding ways to move and to dance with it. And so uh, that's that's it. That's a huge kind of component and part of what this work is too.
1: So fun! I love it.
0: It is fun. Well, if and you come around to Crepolo,
1: let me know. I'll come. I'll come to um, attend one of your workshops if you're back here on the East Coast.
0: I love Crepolo. I miss yeah.
1: it. I know. Yeah. Me too. I hope they get back online soon. But um, and you you also have ritual as part of your uh, practice. And mm-hmm. let's talk about that a little bit. How what does that mean and how does it help?
0: A ritual is something that can take. Uh, a mundane moment and make it sacred and special. And I think that within this pandemic, we have lost touch sometimes with rituals. I have loved ones and friends who had to deal with the having a funeral on Zoom for to witness their mother and to say goodbye to their mom on FaceTime. I, yeah. I think that, you know, rituals are something that you know, have always been a part of our lives and, and, and there's a sacredness within it. It's a beginning and a middle and an end. And um, so I, I, I believe that, that, that class, a yoga class is a ritual. And so I, I think that, um, you know, that, that, that rituals just have a a powerful um, space to help us to recognize what's important in our life. And you know what also I'll tell you you know grief doesn't need a lot of time it needs dedicated time and sometimes when we allow ourselves the space to say I'm going to honor this grief and I'm going to honor this loss it gives us that space to be with it and to move with it that can begin to help us to open and move towards more more peace more happiness more harmony but sometimes i the the importance of rituals is it's just a space of dedicated time that we can focus on that
1: i like that i i feel like ritual in the way you were talking about also kind of creates a container like grief can be very swampy and overwhelming like it's like you feel like you're drowning you know and I think, okay, this yoga class, this yoga time, I'm going to allow myself to feel all of that. And then when it's done, I'm going to be done for it right now.
0: Right. I'm going to put it back on the shelf Mm -hmm. and I can come back to it a little bit later, but I'm going to take this amount of time. Like take, for instance, you asked like some of the stuff that people, some of my students are going through, you know, I have this technique where where um, this uh, a woman, um, her husband betrayed her, and she has been left with feeling so much anger. And so one of the techniques that I invited her to do within the practice was, first off, just to just take a ritual of writing a letter of all of the hurt and all of the pain. And then there's an exercise that I have that's an expression that's called pounding out, where she would literally take – the sheet of paper and put it under like a big pillow she would have a moment where she could somatically move it through by pounding on the pillow to allow some of the pain to be released from the body but it's just creating a little bit of a ritual to say i'm angry i feel it i need to move it through so that's just a a little instance here where 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 we do that
1: and breath too you know because I think grief is a heart chakra thing and our hearts are so connected with our breath. And most of us learn the trick of holding our breath to suppress our feelings. And we do that when we're five years old so we don't get beat up for crying on the playground. At least yeah, that's, when I, and at least that's can, when I did it. I, I don't know. I learned how to do that, right? Totally. <laughs>
0: <You know? laughs> I'm going to hold my breath. Well, we hold our breath too when we're frightened and when we're scared. Mm-hmm. We hold our breath because it's too much for us to feel it and yeah. to be with it. And so a lot of this work is really about deepening the breath. And think of even what breath is. Breath is life force energy. And so we need to use that that breath to help us to to be present, to help us to 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 uh, to feel deeply to help us to move things through. And a lot of the times with the breath work that I also do and incorporate is, is to actually use sound on the exhale, even just like uh, it's deepening the breath, but it's allowing the sound to open up to the throat where we can sometimes feel stuck and yeah. expressing what we want and what we need. So, um, you know, sound with breath is a very powerful component too. Totally.
1: And I feel like the heart and the throat chakra are super connected, you know, like there, there's a channel of energy there. It's like our our throat is designed to speak the words of our heart. And mostly we don't do that because it's not safe or okay to really do that. We we talk, we speak our mind, which is problematic. And if we spoke our hearts a lot, everything would be so much better in the world, I think. But, you know, so be it, so.
0: And on top of it, I was always like, I was always very heart generated. I knew that that was probably one of the, the, the most powerful parts of who I was, but I was also very blocked in my throat So um, to recognize that the heart can help the throat to open, but what's also very important is for us to get connected to our core, our strength, and our power that can also support the heart, especially when it's hurting, and the throat too, uh, to help us to express and to share and to talk about what's important in our life, what we want and what we need. It's very important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, I really love how you've you've sort of created possibilities for children, for teenagers, for uh, people who are in recovery to, you know, that there's sort of uh, this is applicable in so many different situations. You know. Right.
0: And I mean, I think with kids, they definitely identify this easily because they don't have the words to talk about their struggle and their pain. I think that that teenagers doing this work, it can be I wish I I was as a teenager. I wish I had this work. But I also recognize as teenagers, we feel self-conscious. We don't want to look stupid or anything like that, too. But um, we're we're just needing the pain to move through. And I think as kids, we knew how to do that. When we were sad, we cried. When we were angry, we let it move through. But, you know, it's that place of we, we judge certain emotions, too. And, and uh, you know, what if we approached it in a compassionate space to just say, I need to move this through because I don't want to hold on to this anymore.
1: Mm, that's great. So, Paul, where can uh, people contact you and how can they get your, your beautiful book?
0: <laughs> uh, you can contact me through griefyoga.com, um, griefyoga.com. And uh, there's lots of resources that are there to support you. Um, the book is called Healing Through Yoga, Transform Loss into Empowerment. And uh, you can find out information on that on griefyoga.com. Or there is a online companion course that's free if you pre-order the book. And you can find that on healingthroughyoga.com. Well,
1: that's beautiful. So, right now, your book is coming out soon. When is your launch date?
0: Uh, January 18th is when the book will uh, we'll will come date.
1: out. Yeah. Okay. So, if people pre-order it on your website, they're going to get access to a companion program.
0: The companion um, course will come out the same day that the book is – is uh, that comes out, yes.
1: Nice. That's really good. That's beautiful. It's, an, uh, it's a beautiful offer. I'm sure it's a great program. Thank you. Um, and thank you so much for being on the show. I really, really enjoyed your book, and I hope we can spread the word because it seems like such simple but powerful and beautiful tools that anyone can do to help us deal with all of the just craziness of the world that we've all been through in the past two years it's just crazy out there and I'm seems like it's going it's it's going to continue to get a little crazier before it all calms down and I feel like this is a powerful tool that you know that anyone can use so thank you so much for writing this book and thank you for being on the show with, with me today
0: uh thank you Lisa it's been a pleasure being here
1: and thank all of you guys for listening um, if you want to find me you can find me at lisacampion.com I hope you can stop by and visit it would be great to, to see you and the, leave me a comment on my website so thank you for joining us today here on the Miracle of Healing where we are saving the planet one person at a time right here on Empower Radio Empower Radio